Welcome to the Love Witch Podcast, where we have conversations on sexuality, spirituality, and more. My name is Gwen Walsh, and I'm a sex educator, a tarot reader, a sexuality and spirituality consultant, and your host. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode one of the Love Witch Podcast. My name is Gwen Walsh. I'm really excited to be here and to finally start this podcast. So I decided to make episode one about kind of what is a love witch, why did I call this podcast the love witch podcast, and what this all means to me, how I got here, and my career path as a whole, because I do have a significant amount of people asking me, like, how do you do what you do? How did you get here? What even is a love witch? And that is understandable. <laughs> so I'm excited to talk about all of these things, talk a little bit about my career path. And if this is something that you feel called to as well for a career path or an interest or whatever, um, how you can pursue that. So who am I? For people who don't know, my name is Gwen Walsh. I'm a sex educator, a tarot reader, and a consultant on all things sexuality and spirituality. And this podcast is called The Love Witch Podcast um, because out of all of the different hats I've worn, The Love Witch is the name that's always stuck with me. I wasn't going to call it The Gwen Walsh Podcast because people would be like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> um, and I'm not delusional. I know I'm not the biggest celebrity in the world by any means. So I thought that The Love Witch was a really nice kind of uh, homage to all the things that I've been and all the things that I hope to be, and this archetype that all of us can embody in our own unique ways. Um, to me, the love witch is the intersection of sexuality and spirituality, and all of these psychological, social, and energetic or magical implications of approaching both sexuality and spirituality with care and with ethics and with responsibility towards ourselves and our communities and our world. So with that being said, what do I do as a love witch, as me, all of the different things that I do? I am a tarot reader. I do tarot readings. I teach classes and courses, both one-off classes and longer-term courses. I do one-on-one -on -one tarot and coaching, which is my most intimate offering, and that is um, when I work with someone one-on-one -on, -one on their unique goals as it pertains to sexuality and spirituality and if they want to turn those things into a business as well. Um, I also do consultations on sexuality and or spirituality, which is um, more discussion-based as opposed to the intuitive nature of a tarot reading. I also get hired for events like reading tarot for weddings, public speaking and presenting, things like that, conferences. Um, and I also get hired out as a professional consultant for businesses. So I've worked with companies such as Durex and KY, small businesses and indie filmmakers um, in all things sexuality, spirituality, witchcraft, whatever. I usually just go by my name, um, which you'll see if you follow me on Instagram or if you've ever been to my website. I just call myself Gwen Walsh because like, that's me, that's not going to change. Um, but the one moniker that has stuck around since the beginning is the Love Witch, hence the name of this podcast. I remember when I used to work at my first uh, professional tarot gig, I guess, they would write the Love Witch on the little chalkboard outside the shop and um, 
It just always warms my heart to think back to those times and to all of the different things that being a love witch has meant for me and how it's not just something that I am. I'm not the one and only. I think that everyone um, deserves to reflect on what their own personal meaning of being a love witch is because we can all be one. I don't think that that's a name that one person should own. And so I encourage you to think about um, in what ways are you a love witch? Does that come through in uh, your personal life, your interpersonal life, your spirituality, whatever? So in terms of my own story and how I got here, so right now, for those of you who don't know, I own my own business. I do it full-time. It is my sole source of income, and I'm also going to grad school at Columbia University um, studying sexuality and gender and all of that good stuff, and one day I hope to be a therapist in a private practice and maybe an adjunct professor um, teaching, presenting at conferences, things like that. So... How did I arrive at all of this, at this very unique uh, <laughs> career path? So starting in fall of 2016 in college, I had just transferred to the University of Southern Maine, which is a story for another episode. Um, I had claimed a women and gender studies major and a minor in holistic and integrative health. I chose this path because it was interesting to me. I had switched majors so many times and I needed something that I could dedicate myself to and actually graduate with. I love school very much. I always have, but I really struggled in college to decide on something like one path that was going to be my path. Um, and since then, I have accepted and embraced that I am very much a synthesizer. I love working on the hedges and the intersections and the crossroads of multiple different disciplines, psychology, philosophy, business, um, all of these different things, neuroscience, somatics. I think that the synthesis of all of these aspects of life is very fascinating, but I could go on and on <laughs> on a tangent of all of those things, but I'll try my best to stay on track so that I don't keep you here listening for like several hours. So at USM in undergrad, I was taking classes, learning, writing my thesis on the Lilith figure in literature and spirituality. I got an internship at Planned Parenthood in Portland, Maine, starting in January of 2017. So for those of you who remember, uh, you know what was going on at that time politically. And Planned Parenthood gave me an opportunity to work with sexual and reproductive health and wellness, reproductive justice, advocacy, all of that kind of stuff. So I was working both with patients in the health center and also uh, doing professional advocacy with state reps and um, canvassing and things like that. In May of 2017, I got a job at an education-focused sexuality boutique as a sex educator. The place is called Nomia. If you're ever in Portland, Maine, that is where I used to work. That was my first job as a sex educator, and it holds such a special place in my heart. So if you're ever in Portland, Maine, be sure to make a stop in. 
So when I was at Nomia, I got to work one-on-one with customers with sex toys and sexual wellness and pleasure. Um, I also got the emotional intimacy aspect of it, holding safer space for customers, making sure that everyone was comfortable or as comfortable as possible and got the education that they deserved while also making sure that um, they had the space to explore on their own and not feel... um, just not feel overwhelmed or uncomfortable or anything like that. So when I was there, I learned about all aspects of sex ed, all of these different topics from relationships to toys to BDSM to gender identity. It was absolutely amazing. Um, And I was also able to, at one point, start teaching classes um, as a representative of Nomia. And so I started networking with different organizations in the area, Um, from yoga studios to consent education groups. And that was when I started teaching classes. And that's really when things um, started picking up for me. So in 2018, I believe, I got a job as a tarot reader at a place called Arcana Healing Arts. Again, it's in Portland, Maine. If you are ever there, definitely check it out. And this was my first step into professional tarot readings. I honestly didn't think that I could do it. I remember talking to uh, an old friend at a coffee shop once, and he was like, you love tarot reading. You're good at it. You should uh, turn it into a business. And I was like, I could never do that, (laughs) which is amazing and hilarious thinking now. So when Arcana reached out to me and uh, wanted me to apply to be their tarot reader, It was exciting and scary um, to kind of take this thing that I loved um, and bring it into a professional sphere, Um, but it was wonderful. I was able to hold that emotional space for clients just like at Nomia, and um, sometime in between Solar and Lunar Samhain in 2018, um, so Solar Samhain is October 31st. Lunar Samhain is whenever the new moon in Scorpio is. So somewhere in that first week of November, I went to a guided trance meditation that one of my um, witch siblings, if you will, one of the witches in my circle was holding. Um And in that meditation, I had an experience that brought the idea of starting my own business to life. So it actually started, it all started as a blog and I called it the Love Witch blog. It's probably, its earliest form is probably still out there somewhere on um, like a public domain WordPress site. Um... And I also have it on my current website. If you go to gwenwalsh.com slash blog, you can read all of my old blog posts. And I do have some newer ones on there as well. I try to keep up with it as much as I can. So I wrote in this blog about different aspects of sexuality and spirituality. I had like an intro to BDSM, um, reviews and overviews of sex toys, uh, post on sex magic, things like that. And the blog was a really great way for me to um, kind of dip my toes into uh, turning this into a business, into what it is today, because it was a really low stakes way for me to share the information that I had and the knowledge that I had in a way that was really comfortable for me. I've always loved writing ever since I was a little kid. And so I could just write 
about what I loved and what I cared about. And I didn't have to worry about saying it right or being perfect about it because it was just a free offering that I put out there. But I was able to build confidence and authority and a presence through doing that. So I always recommend um, folks starting a blog if they're interested in starting a business because it is that free offering that can also really help you with SEO, search engine optimization, and it's a really low stakes way for you to put yourself out there. So um, as I made connections and became more well-known in the community in Maine through my work at Nomia and Arcana, I started getting hired to host events. So I started teaching classes about sex toys, as I said, representing Nomia at things like sex ed charity events, um, yoga studios that would put on like new moon or full moon circles, um, and reading tarot for safer space dance parties that were held by a local consent education organization called Speak About It. Definitely look up them up if you have the opportunity and the interest. I also presented two lectures at a witchcraft conference in Salem, one on the Morrigan and one on sex magic, and it was great to really start getting involved in these events. Of course, this was um, pre-pandemic, so they were all in, pers- all in person, and it was great to, to be able to meet people, make connections, and again, really establish myself as a presence in this area of life um, and education that I really cared about. So moving forward into December 2019. So By December 2019, I had been applying for jobs at Planned Parenthood, um, and I would go through multiple interviews for each position. Um, I remember I would like go down to New York City to the headquarters in the financial district, and I would have interviews, and it would be going great, but I never got the job, um, which is clearly fine, (laughs) but I was really frustrated at the time because I really thought that that was my next step. Um, And from what I could tell, the common denominator was that I didn't have any office experience. So in December of 2019, I got a job at USM as an admin assistant. Um, I left Nomia and Arcana for the USM job. Um, So I was afraid that I would be bored uh, and lose the creative aspect of my work that I really loved. So while I did leave my official positions at those two other places, um, I continued doing tarot readings. I continued writing in my, my blog and doing education. And that's kind of when I really got started, like taking Instagram seriously and social media. Um, but it was still mostly, I was not huge on Instagram by any means. I would mostly do readings like at my apartment for people that I knew or at coffee or tea shops for people that I didn't personally know. So it was still quite small. Um, In January 2020, I began the job at USM um, and I would do Instagram business stuff in between when I didn't have any work to do, uh, which was great. You know, it it really worked for me. Um, (laughs) I was definitely not... um, Not the best office employee, but, you know, we're all different and that's fine. So in March 2020, um, of course, COVID happened 
And I realized that this was my opportunity to really take my business seriously. If I was going to do it, it had to be now. So I started offering tarot readings via Zoom instead of just in person, which was great because it removed that obstacle of a physical space. So I could do readings for people who lived halfway across the world from me and didn't have to go to them or them to me. And I could do readings for people that were total strangers to me and I didn't have to worry about making sure that I met them in a safe space and didn't invite them into my home or anything. So that was really, really great. I also offered virtual Sabbath rituals and workshops on topics like sex magic, tarot, and paganism. And I started tracking my income to determine how much I was making, what was helping, and what wasn't. So I continued doing that, um, holding kind of one-off classes, um, tarot readings, things like that, up until July of 2021. Um, And at that point, I knew it was time to quit my job at USM. I was becoming very um, resentful of it, even though I had no reason to be. And I knew that. I was like, my team is wonderful. They are the best people I've ever known. And yet I find myself not wanting to go to work. I find myself frustrated and I just can't wait until I have time to work on my business stuff. So I was already aware that it was time to quit. Um, I did do a tarot reading for myself and it completely validated my decision. Um, And I also want to note that I was financially stable enough to do so. Um, My whole family and I moved in all together for the pandemic. um, And so I was not paying rent. Um, I was, I had been saving up money um, and I was making enough money from my business to quit at the time. So I never recommend uh, quitting a job unless of course it's an emergency situation or you're being mistreated, but I don't recommend quitting a job if you don't have enough of a financial security blanket. Um, I wouldn't want anyone to be like, oh, okay, I'll take this massive risk and then, you know, potentially not see the reward on it. But at this point, I I knew that it was not a risky financial move for me to quit my job. So all of the factors lined up. Um, I just really want to be transparent about that because I know that there are some people who are like, yeah, just quit your job. It's great. And like, it is great if it's the right time for you. So definitely, if you're considering that, feel into it, make sure it's the right time, all things considered. So, um, in August, 2021, I quit my job and right after that, I launched the first cohort of my first course, Pleasure and Power, and it went really well. It was wonderful. Um, it was great to be able to host a, oh my gosh, it was like a three month course. Um, I had like 25 or 30 people in it. Um, it was great really, really enjoyable. Um, and I continued being full-time in my business until August, 2022. So about a full year. I had been wanting to elevate my career for a while. I knew that I did not just want to be, um, a person on Instagram (laughs) for the rest of my life, if that makes sense. Um, I knew that I wanted to, gain more of an education. I wanted to be able to really know how to help people like heal from trauma, 
make um, psychologically like research proven transformations in their lives um, and have the training and the expertise to do that. So I knew that I wanted to go to grad school. I had been applying actually since before the pandemic, um, before maybe January or March 2020, I was applying for a Fulbright award. I did not get it, which is totally fine. Um, knowing, <laughs> knowing the people that likely made the decisions, they probably were not too excited at me wanting to go study sex in Australia. So valid on their part. Um, so I'd been applying to grad schools for a while and it was a rough road. I do not want to lie to you about that. It was, it was rough. Um, but I finally found a program that pretty much perfectly fit, um, my interests and my career objectives. Um, and in August of 2022, I got accepted to Columbia University in New York for this specialized program in sexuality, women, and gender. So I moved to New York City. I've been here ever since. I'm doing grad school full-time, and I am relying on my business as my sole source of income. So that's where I'm at. Um, <laughs> that is kind of my journey up until this point. Um, it's been exciting. It has not been the easiest thing in the world by any means. Um, again, I, I like to be transparent with people and not pretend that I'm on some perfect journey that is, you know, I always know what I'm doing because absolutely not. Like life is hard and it's imperfect and that's okay. So I had some questions from my community that I wanted to answer on here as well to kind of go along with this. Um, and the first one is, did slash do my parents support me and my journey? Um, and at first, this is a question I get a lot actually, which I think is a good one um, and a sensical one to ask. So at first they didn't. Uh, my mom grew up in a pretty sex negative house. Of course, it was like the 60s, Roman Catholic, all of that. Um, and when I first got the job at Nomia, my mom was like, are you sure you want to take that? Isn't that, that's probably going to look bad on your resume. And I was like, come on, mom. <laughs> um, and my dad had some fairly outdated views on what a woman should be doing professionally and how she should prevent, present herself and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I think in the beginning, my parents thought that I was doing this for attention and shock value. Nothing wrong with that if that's your style, but it wasn't personally why I was doing that. And we actually had some pretty bad fights about it. And for a while, it made me question my career path. Um, and it wasn't just the sex stuff either. My mom took my first tarot deck away from me because she thought that I was summoning spirits with it. <laughs> so it sounds pretty wild now, but like that's what she thought at the time, which valid. Um, but it was kind of funny because the tarot deck itself, it's the Crystal Visions deck. That was my first tarot deck ever. And it's all covered with like uh, pink and purple, like fairies and things like that. So it is kind of funny that she was like, demons. <laughs> um, but once my mom started realizing that the reason I was doing what I was doing was to help people with their intimate selves and not just to gain attention on social media, then she started to understand. Um, and 
nowadays she will send me NPR interviews with sex educators. Um, after my tarot readings, she's like, how did it go? Did you help them? Were they happy? Uh, and she's even gotten a few readings from me as well. So <laughs> it's a very interesting turn of events, but I'm honestly really, um, thankful because she didn't have to adapt her views and her beliefs to accommodate my lifestyle, but she did. Um, so that made me really happy. So the short answer is yes, my parents do support me in my work, um, but they also understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. And all sexuality professionals and spirituality professionals for that matter that matter are going to look different in their career paths and everyone's parents look different so like there's never any guarantee that your parents are going to understand or embrace what you're doing um but I'm very lucky that mine do after many years of not understanding or supporting me <laughs> So the other question that I got was, how do tarot and sex ed overlap? And of course, I, like I said, I am a synthesizer, so I can, you know, muse about the intersections of sexuality and spirituality all day. Um, but for me, the main crossroads between the two is self-intimacy, which is getting to know oneself instead of having kind of a one-size-fits-all way of doing or being. It is taking the extra time and effort to think critically, get curious, and say, is this who I am? Like, who am I? What type of life do I want to be living? Am I aware of and living authentically to my true self? I personally don't really subscribe to the higher lower self um i kind of like the idea of a true self more like who am i really um and that definitely changes over like over your lifetime um and that's totally fine so i see all of this kind of convening in this striving to live a higher quality more joyful and more fulfilled life um, and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, it's been a beautiful journey for me as an individual, and it's been wonderful watching uh, my clients continue on that journey in their own ways. And again, it looks so different for everyone. Um, everyone's spiritual practice is going to be a little different. Everyone's sexuality practice and identity is going to be a little different. But I think that's the beauty of it is I'm not you know, telling you what to do. I'm not telling you how to be or giving you like a 15 second TikTok of like, this is how to fix your life. It's more about like with this information, with these kind of common themes that we have in life, um, how do we personalize that to ourselves? You know, how do we explore our own sexuality? How do we explore the things that make us happy and bring us pleasure, both sexual and non-sexual in life. Um, and instead of putting these things in boxes, kind of expanding them to how can I feel pleasure and joy in just, you know, sitting on my porch in the morning and drinking my cup of coffee? Like, how can I find more of that joy just in my daily life and in the little moments instead of maybe searching for these massive ecstatic things all of the time. So that's basically it. My 
identity and my career objectives as a love witch, as a Sunday therapist, are to help people to live happier and more uh, pleasurable lives and to help them help themselves. It's kind of like that adage of if you teach someone to fish, you'll feed them for a lifetime. And that's really what I see my work as. Um, And also kind of how I live my life. Like when people ask me like, okay, but what really is a love witch? Like, what do you do? Are you like concocting love potions in your bedroom all day? No, (laughs) not really. Not ever. Um, I really don't do anything in terms of love magic. Like I see it a lot more as a way of being. And this sounds very like non-sensational, but that's kind of how I like to live my life. I definitely, from my training at Nomia, it was very much like abstract, non-sensational, normalizing all aspects of sexuality and pleasure. And that's really something that I've taken into my own practice as well. Um, I'm not really the person who's going to teach you like how to have an orgy or anything like that. I'm more so the individual that's going to talk about the subtler things, um, synthesizing philosophy and psychology and neuroscience and trauma healing and all of these cool things and encouraging you to be curious about those things as well, you know, like look into the experts, think critically about um, the leaders and authorities in these different circles and really make it personalized to you if that makes sense. So when I talk about love magic, a lot of it is more so like being nice to the barista at Starbucks and hopefully making their day better so that they in turn are more inspired to make someone else's day better. And things like that, that are seemingly more subtle and small scale, but that I think really make a difference. Um, And merging the real world actions with the energetic and magical aspects of life um, and making an impact both in your magical life, your spiritual life, and in your mundane or physical life as well. So I hope that that's helpful. I hope that hearing all of this uh, gives you some inspiration and information if you want to pursue uh, being some type of a love witch, either as your career path or just as an individual. Um, I am very excited to continue with this podcast and to talk about a bunch more topics related to all aspects of sexuality and spirituality. So If you enjoyed this, please feel free to let me know. Leave a review um, on Spotify or wherever you're listening to this. Send me a DM on Instagram at Gwen Walsh. I always love to hear from you and what you think about all of these things. And feel free to, you can see I'm like totally not... not versed in the podcast world i'm like follow my podcast subscribe to it whatever the verb is for keeping in touch and making sure you don't miss any other episodes um, that are yet to come do that and i will see you next time thank you so much